I am so ready for a vacation. The weather is driving me nuts, and I'm really wanting some sort of getaway where I can just let my hair down, bury my feet in some sand, and go exploring. Welcome to Cryptic Soup. Tonight, Thena is going to try to tell me the places I should and should not go for my next vacation destination. Hey, and welcome back to Cryptic Soup. I'm Thena. And I'm Kylie. And the world is falling apart. Literally. <laughs> Literally. I'm actually not under a rock right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to go into a bunch of them, but like, let's just uh, let's just talk a little bit, I guess. <laughs> so remember how we did that 411 on the Oxford school shooting? Yes. Well, now Michigan State University, which is near Oxford, kind of had a school shooting. And so like the kids that survived Oxford, a lot of them went to this college and now they're living through a second school shooting. That's terrifying. It's also terrifying. Well, okay. So I found out through one article. So I have not read any other articles. So I'm sorry if I'm wrong. But the terrifying part of that is that it sounds like there was no motive. It was just like rampage. And then in the end, the person that did the shooting shot himself. Right. So like, we don't get closure ever. We'll never get a good closure now. No. That sucks. That sucks so bad. So much investigation without any sort of like, yep, this is exactly 100% what happened and why and why it happened. Point number two, the Ohio train derailment causing chemicals to go everywhere. Like bad, like bad ones. (laughs) Yeah. And now like the whole Midwest is fucked because all the water sources, because it happened right next to some rivers and stuff. And It's bad. And the air is polluted and stuff. And then if that's not crazy enough, Michigan today had a train derailment and the same thing happened. I feel like those are planned. I feel like we're just next on the list as as like Um, another Midwest state. Yeah, I won't I won't say why, but yeah, we're probably next. Yeah. (laughs) And then if that's not insane enough, Mm -hmm. there's UFOs. Yeah. And aliens like everywhere right now. Aliens. And UFOs. And aliens. I know. And then if that's not crazy enough, part of the sun broke. <laughs> that one just sounds like I'm making it up at this point. I'm not. <laughs> it does. Um, I didn't hear about this one. Please elaborate. <laughs> okay. So it's called solar prominence and solar prominence is when a, I'm explaining this in a Michael Scott, explain it to me like I'm five type thing. That's so, good. you know, yep. essentially solar prominence is something that happens all the time. So the sun is a giant radiating ball of like gas and stuff so what happens is over time certain little like gas bubbles they kind of pop or they will migrate and so they like detach themselves from the sun and then they kind of move Mm -hmm. so it's normal that's fine right however an extra large sized one removed itself from the sun spun all the way around the sun and like didn't fully attach back or something it seems like Which is not what normally happens. So that's like very odd how this one happened because it's showing no signs like how a normal solar prominence flare works. And it's kind of like, that's weird. There is a scientist that's been working on it and I can't remember his name right now, but he said essentially, I mean, like it's not like a problem, but it's something we should definitely watch out for. (laughs) And I was like, "Mm, sounds a little bit like a problem. (laughs) I mean... Imagine like a meteor made of the sun hurtling towards Earth. Sounds like a problem. Sounds slightly, 
slightly inconvenient. So yeah, so that one's just fucking wild. Part of the sun broke. Yeah. Huh. I said that to someone at work the other day and they were like, the fuck are you on? And I was like, no, I'm like, <laughs> no, like, seriously. I know I say weird shit all the time, but like, no, like I, uh, I'm being serious right now. Like, do you want to talk about the sun? Like, I'll talk about the sun with you if you want. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? This is the perfect time for What? Did you ever watch The Office? Yes. Do you remember when Andy's sleeping with Aaron and Gage is like, uh, how far is uh, the blah, blah, blah from the sun? And like Andy gives the answer and he's like, shut up about the sun. Yeah, that's me. I need to shut up about the sun. I'm, I'm really excited to see all of those memes come back out. <laughs> that's so great. I'm very happy about that. So as not fun as all the rest were, I'm glad that one was the one I ended on is the sun breaking and it being fun. You want to hear something funny? Yeah. All right. So my dad it went to Mexico. So he's in Mexico right now. I already know this story because I have the internet, but I would still like you to tell them this story. Yes. No, you don't know all of it. Okay. So, yes. So I, uh, my dad asked me what I wanted and I was like, I just want vanilla. Because she always gets Mexican vanilla because it's the best. Yes, it is phenomenal. It's also very expensive. So I was like, that's all I want. Like, I don't want anything else. Like, don't give me anything else. Like, it's fine. I just want vanilla. And he's like, okay. And then me watching TikToks, I've come across chamoy like pickles and chamoy candies and all of those things. And I was like, I really want to try something that is similar to something like this. And I don't have anything in my house. Turns out I did. So I tried watermelon, uh, sour patch kids, like the watermelon mm-hmm. ones with tahine and a pickle and it was fucking phenomenal <laughs> well my pickles are great yeah so and i've watched like many tiktokers we've talked about this many a times yeah because yeah. i was like you have to try it because i've tried it and it's fucking great i need i need to try more so i was like oh my god my dad's in fucking mexico let me add this to my order <laughs> of what i want and then i i texted his girlfriend and she was like what what do you want? <laughs> so, <laughs> so now I'm going back and forth, like trying to find wh- exactly what I'm like wanting. But I also don't want the American version. Like I want authentic yes. types of things. Yeah. And so like I'm like this type of stuff, but authentic. <laughs> OK, you're doing great. So we'll see what I actually end up with. <laughs> I love that for you. I really do. <laughs> I just I really want some of the gushers. I heard uh, the gushers are yes. really good. And then like those little like stringy spaghetti looking things. Stringy spaghetti. So uh funny story that I haven't told you yet. It's not funny. It's just a story, actually. This oh, has okay. it you just said the word pickle, so I'm gonna tell you a pickle story because it has to do with you. So <laughs> it has to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, if you follow the Instagram, you know that Kylie uh got me and my partner some uh like uh uh vegan baking cake decorating type classes and stuff. So the place that it's in is this is such a fucking dick move. They put it right next to the world's best like cheese selling place. Oh, my so God. They're like, hey, go make a vegan cake. And then you have to walk past all this amazing cheese and you can't have it. The cheese lady. So anyways, have you the ever had their pickles? cheese? Yeah. Oh, my God. We got the pickles from there and I got their hot honey sauce. Fuck me up. Are you talking about Mike's hot honey or whatever it is the one that they sell there i can't remember because you can buy that from like meyer uh no this one was the cheese ladies style 
Yeah, the hot honey that they sell is like Mike's Hot Honey or whatever. By their brand? Hmm. Maybe she made her own. And by she, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) The actual cheese lady? (laughs) (laughs) The damn cheese lady? Yeah, no. The best fucking goat cheese I've ever had in my life. I have a potato chip goat cheese right now. I have that. Okay. It's in our our fridge. Go figure. Yep. But anyways, uh, yeah. So, okay. I had something we were going to start with tonight, and then we really are going to get into the episode. Okay. If you could... If you could only drink one flavor and one type of energy drink for the rest of your life and no other kinds you're ever allowed to have, which one? Zero Red Bull. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So lately I've became disgustingly obsessed with the orange dreamsicle flavored monster. And guys, when I say that, I'm disgustingly obsessed. If they sponsored me, I'd sell my left soul. Wait, left soul? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> were you gonna say left tit and then you've decided to be like more dramatic soul, about yes. it <laughs> yes just the left, left soul not the left, right one you're right your left tit and your soul <laughs> mm, wow i'm selling a lot of stuff for this monster so okay well um so i thought we'd do a short stories tonight right i'm excited because we haven't done one in a while and yeah. i wanted to do one more kind of like fun episode because last week was so fun but here's the thing I originally started writing this episode and I was like, I'm going to write like some super ominous places. And then I was like, well, I want to do like a few weird places. And I was like, some of these are just like really cool places that I feel like people don't hear about. (laughs) They're not all spooky. They're just like really fucking cool. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to be like places you should and shouldn't visit. Like every other one is good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. We're going to go through that. Um, And like some of these you should just like avoid if you don't want to accidentally die a really tragic death. So that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> so I did. I don't remember if I did six or seven, but I did quite a few places. And I started with the places that are like land destinations. And then I went on to like water destinations. So, um, yeah, I did skip out on the Cecil Hotel because I decided to do a different hotel that has a really ominous history. I skipped out on Watcher House because well, Watcher weren't we going to like actually cover I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm not sure what I want to do with those ones because they are a little too long. Yeah. So I skipped to the Watcher House because the new Netflix thing, everyone already knows most of it. And I skipped talking about the catacombs, even though a few people did ask if when I said that I was doing locations, if I would have any of those three. But I decided not to. So I am really sorry to the people that asked. I instead subbed in like things that maybe you might have heard less or just like I said, some weirder things. I did do two kind of big, big named things. I am going to talk about the Suicide Forest and the Bermuda Triangle. But let's just uh, get into it and talk about some wild things. The first one we're starting with is the longest one we're doing tonight. Go figure. But (laughs) we're going to talk about a different hotel. It's called the Hotel Barclay. And it wasn't always known that. But this is also in California, in L.A. on Skid Row. So, like, literally, this is a down the down the street, around the corner from Cecil Hotel. And everyone knows the story surrounding Cecil Hotel because of the Elisa Lamb story. And because, you know, that was like the temporary residency of Richard Ramirez, Jack Unwerger, and like other people who are both like serial killers. So that's why I mentioned them and everything else. But a lot of people completely ignore that this other like really shady L.A. hotel has a super ominous dark history. And it's like almost wilder than Cecil Hotel. But like it's just never been big, big enough reported. Like, I don't know how. Hmm. Now, if you're a fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, of course, you might actually know about this hotel because they used it to film some of the scenes where they need like 
a homeless looking building and stuff, they use this hotel when they like want to shoot really shady situations because this place is not in the best care. So next week I have a I have a um, a dare for you. Oh, God, what is it? Not to talk about It's Always Sunny. Yeah, I really don't think (laughs) like I'm really trying to think the last time maybe like the the halloween episode yes you do it's not even my favorite tv show it's my second favorite community is my number one i know but But i really i was thinking the other day (laughs) about danny devito oh god (laughs) (laughs) why i I love him he's on he is near the he's either my very number one or number two on my celebrity hug list like i love this man it it, the reason I thought of him was because that picture dropped of him and Young Gravy together. And I was like, Danny Vito is so cute and small. Oh, my God. Young Gravy is so terrifying because he's like six, seven, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, I just love Danny DeVito. And like, I've loved him for so long. And then I was like, you know, he really is in like a lot of really good things. And even though he's like a weird kind of like very peculiar looking human and stuff like that, he does have a lot of really good roles. And he actually is a pretty good, versatile actor and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's just like a pretty good person. Like you don't hear about scandals with him. He's had his wife a really long time, like whatever, you know, like and then I was at work and a lot of people know I talk about my boss here and there and he's a small old man also. And he was doing (laughs) something. And I said, are you in control of that, David? And he goes, I am. And I said, so you're the Lorax. And he goes, what did you just call me? And he got very serious. And I said, you're the Lorax. And he's like, is that an insult? And I was like, no, you're the speaker of the trees. And he's like, let me guess. He's small and blue. I was like, no, he's small and orange. (laughs) And I was like, he's a Dr. Seuss. And David was so offended. Oh my God. It was not a good time. (laughs) And then I made Margie short man syndrome. He kind of (laughs) does. And then what? What about Margie? Um, I was making Margie watch Lorax the other night because I just... I, I love the Lorax. I fucking love the Lorax. It's so cute. It's such a good movie. And she didn't know that Taylor Swift, Zac Efron, or Buddy White were in it. Yeah, so many good people are in like, that freaking movie. in it. It's yeah. a good movie. Okay. Same with... What's another one? Zootopia. Oh, yeah. That has a lot of famous people in it. It's weird when you find out the voices of things. Sorry, yeah. we're so off subject. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So anyways, it's always sunny. Danny DeVito is amazing. The Lorax is amazing. Let's move on. Okay. so this hotel actually has changed names over the years, like Hotel Cecil. So originally it was called the Van Nuys Hotel because of the man that owned it and bought it. It originally opened its doors to the public on January 19th, 1897. The hotel had only been open two months when the first tragedy had like happened. And it was the death of a waiter who worked there named Charles Gamble. Gamble was one of two waiters whose duty it was to deliver the meals to the rooms because they had like room service there. So and it was supposed to be like a really nice hotel back in the day. It was supposed to be like super upscale and fancy. It's everything like the hotel Cecil. Like you should be getting the same vibes because it is the same vibes. Which is funny because you're like thinking, oh, like room service, you're calling. No, not in 18... 18- 97. 97. Yeah. You're they would have ringing the bell. <laughs> yeah, it was much different. So he they did have an elevator in this hotel, which was a newer contraption, keep in mind. So people weren't always sure on how like the to the old pulley type. Kind of. It had the it reminds oh, yeah, me more of Titanic yeah, yeah. style. Okay. Okay. 
Now, keep in mind, not everyone knew how to run elevators and all these electric electrical items. So also you would have like an elevator person. OK, because like the bellboy slash waiter didn't know how to use the elevator correctly very well. OK, so. Gamble was doing that. He was like doing doing the room service thing. And he was sent to the third floor to get a tray of dishes. And as he did, he then was returning to the elevator. The cage neared the first floor and the elevator boy, Robert White, turned the wheel on the lever the wrong way. So instead of stopping, the cage started to lift up top again. Since the this technology was new and everything, the guys kind of got nervous and Robert stepped out. As they neared the third floor of the elevator, the, the elevator boy, he he reached the door, he opened it, he stepped out then, right? So now they're back up. But the elevator was still moving and Gamble was inside. So Gamble started to get really nervous because he's like, oh, no, I'm going to get trapped and I don't know how to work the elevator. So he decided he was going to get out of the moving elevator. He fell forward. His legs were trapped between the top of the door and the rising cage at this point. And according to the L.A. Times paper back then, it's graphic. His legs snapped like pipe stems and the machine still going up held him by one foot only. Finally, it was smashed. Gamble was shot head foremost down the shaft, striking the basement floor three stories down. Oof. That was printed in the newspaper. Fucking wild. It's tragic. So Gamble's skull was fractured and he died. He ended up not dying from this, by the way. Like he didn't die from that. He still got taken to the hospital. An hour later at the hospital, he died. So he lived through that. That would have been agonizing. Agonizing. <clears throat> so he died at the receiving hospital an hour later. Over the next few years, more elevator accidents occurred, actually, though. Like, that wasn't the only one. So in 1901, there was this person named Joe Cato, who was also a hotel employee. And he happened to look down the elevator shaft and um, he ended up getting his head crushed by a 5,000 pound weight. That just yeah, so maybe like, don't do that. Like, ugh. maybe don't stick your head out of, you know, you know, that, you know, that <laughs> thing, <laughs> the, the, the thing, the disclaimer at the beginning where it's like, please keep your hands, arms and wait, aren't those optional? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> So since then, people claim the elevators are haunted. You can hear noises, screams all hours of the day, night, even if it's empty, like, you know, like different stories. Right. No, thank you. So you're like, oh, God, well, at least that's done. That's the beginning of Hotel Barclay problems. So that's just like the first of all these weird deaths, strange events and unfortunate things to happen. I'm going to go over a few of them, but trust me, like I'm not getting into all these. I'm literally I ended up typing about like 15 people. And then I was like, oh, no, this isn't an episode. I have to narrow it to like five people. So trust me, I cut this down like <laughs> so much. If you want to learn more about this place, you can look up like Hotel Van Nuys or like, uh, yeah, Van Nuys or Hotel Barclay. And like, oh, my gosh, there's so much. OK, let's move on. So in 1937, a woman named Elizabeth Rees, she was really wealthy. She was 71 years old. She was from Akron, Ohio. She took a solo trip around the Panama Canal. And when she was returning to America, she flew into California. So she returned and she checked into the Barclay on December 29th. A few days later, a maid found her seated in a chair. Her skull was horrifically fractured. And here's what they said about it. A brick was found in the woman's bed and the bed clothing was saturated with blood and articles of clothing scattered about the room. So it like made the news. They wrote that about it. They said that the weirdest part about the whole thing was Reese's body had a large diamond ring on her and a gold watch was on the dresser. So it wasn't even a burglary. Like someone came in to murder this woman. 
crime of passion. <laughs> Maybe. Then that same year, so also in 1937, a young woman with a strong Southern accent had checked in and then she disappeared from the hotel without paying her bill. In her room, management found a paper bag stuffed with clothes and her college diploma and a note that was addressed to the Barclays staff. And it said, for weeks, I've been looking for a job and I haven't found one. Now I'm at the end of my resources. No money, no job. I haven't eaten in three days. I haven't any money to pay for this room. Isn't it funny? I have a college degree and it means less than nothing. Life's like that. Marvelous world, isn't it? Thank you for your kindness. Doris Fowler. So it's still the same. <laughs> yes. So Doris. It wasn't better back then. It was not. Got Nothing's it. changed. Except for maybe the price of eggs were cheaper back then. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. That Well, you know, maybe you probably had your own chicken back oh, then. Oh, yes. That was the that was the thing. So Doris Fowler was then found a few days later and she was just sitting on a bench in front of a gas station and she had no recollection of who she was. And they said it seemed like she had amnesia. Oh, isn't that weird? She probably had money. Like, isn't that funny? So then in 1944, there was this case of a woman named Virgie Lee Griffin. And some people that know true crime are like, oh, my God, I know this one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (sighs) It's not good. All right. (laughs) Um, she was a married waitress. She had a crippling drinking problem. She met this guy who was a sailor named Otto Stephen Wilson in the downtown bar of 1944. And yes, that is exactly who you're thinking it is. True crimers. It's Otto Wilson. Kylie doesn't know who it is, but, but you do. All right. (laughs) So she was like, oh my God, this man's so handsome. He looks like this guy named Robert Taylor, who was a famous actor and supposedly it was a vicious sadist with a thirst for blood whose ex-wife claimed that he slashed her buttocks with a razor and licked the blood as he apologized for her actions for his actions. So she agreed to accompany this man to the hotel where they checked into a room under a fake name. Wilson later claimed that at that point she asked him for money and that enraged him. He said it was like she asked for $20 for like her time. So Wilson knocked her out, strangled her, cut her down the front of her torso, pulled out her entrails and cut off her breasts. He also did cut off one of her legs, but because he did that for a specific reason, when in the court, like documents and stuff, the defendant stated his original plan was to cut up the body and carry it out of the hotel in like multiple packages and like suitcases. But then he cut off one of her legs and he decided that that was a really difficult thing to do. And so he just stopped and he cut off quite a few pieces and then placed her in a closet in the room. Hmm. So once he was done doing this, he went across the street to watch a show at the million dollar theater. And in the morning when he left, he told the maid Ava Dunn not to disturb his wife who was still sleeping in the room. But eventually blood was dripping through the floor into the room below. Gross. And the guests in that room complained as they should. As right. <laughs> um, There's. There's blood dripping from, like, the ceiling. It wouldn't be a problem except for it's dripping right behind the TV. We cannot focus on the show. (laughs) Oh, can you help us here? So um, they entered the room and the maid and the police said it looked like a slaughterhouse, like blood everywhere. Three days later, Wilson claimed a second life when he butchered Lillian Johnson. This happened at a different downtown hotel, though, but I just thought I'd give you more context. He was arrested November 16th at a nearby bar and he was bruised up. He had bloodstained hands and he was just drinking in a bar. Right. 
And the lieutenant, Harry Donlin of the LAPD, happened to be sitting next to him. And he's like, that man was calmly sitting there sipping a glass of wine next to me at the bar. So I arrested him. (laughs) As you should. (laughs) Too calm. Too calm. So on January 25th, 1975, murder again happened. This time in room 528 specifically. A drifter named Samuel Suarez became a victim of the serial killer Von Oren Greenwood, also known as the Skid Row Slasher. Greenwood ended up being convicted of nine counts of murder in 1977 and was sentenced to life in prison. But uh, Greenwood did murder in the actual hotel. So that's kind of wild. So those are just, you know, some of the deaths, which I literally just mentioned two serial killers that stayed at that hotel. Like, even though Kylie doesn't know who they are, I, I still mention them the la ripper and the skid row slasher like come on now besides a lot of random deaths and murders there's a lot of other weird stuff happenings there were three separate fires just in the early 1970s one of them killed three people even like they weren't just like oh harmless fires no like they were big fires um they used to do training exercises at this hotel and in june 2017 an la firefighter named kelly wong fell to his death during the training exercise at the hotel like fell and died (sighs) my goodness (laughs) um yeah so like the cecil hotel like i said serial killers come and stay at barclay so otto wilson the one i mentioned that's the la ripper the one that kylie didn't know Another serial killer. None. 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 Kylie knows none. That did nothing for her. Um, (laughs) Another one is the Skid Row Slasher, like I said, Vaughn Greenwood. And they both murdered in the Skid Row area and stuff. So this is that area that makes sense. But the last one of one of Greenwood's victims was found at the Barclay on the fifth floor, that 528 room. So here's the thing. Greenwood, he would slash the throats of his victims so that they would bleed to death. So that there would be considerable evidence. And then they, it was said that he possibly would drink their blood. Lovely. He also surrounded his victims with a ring of salt and cups of blood, leading people to believe there was satanic elements to his murder. So also people thought like maybe the Hotel Barclay was like a place for satanic panic, like satanic rituals. Huh. <sighs> so that's place number one. So you want to know what that <laughs> hotel makes me think of? It's like polar opposite of what, what I'm it? thinking of. But um. Oh, no, 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 I got it. Okay. The the John Wick, the hotel that they all go to. Oh, where everything's illegal that's legal. Yes. Everything illegal is legal. I said that weird, but yeah. Yes. But like they're specific, like you have to have. So it's like mm-hmm. this one is the serial killer hotel, <laughs> but but John Wick, that's the assassin hotel. Yes. Yes. Which doesn't this make you just feel like I talked about Hotel Cecil? Isn't that wild? Like kind there's of, yeah. so many similarities. Yeah. And it is really close to it. That's weird. But I have been to Hotel Cecil and I have not been to Hotel Barclay. So hmm. now I got to go. Got to go. Gotta go. Do, do you though? Do I? <laughs> Should I? Yeah, I was trying to warn This whole episode is me telling people not to go you to a lot of these places. Might die. The first one I'm like, so I should go there. <laughs> Just don't stick your head out of the elevator. Oh, okay. I'm not even going in the fucking elevator. Let's be honest. Yeah, taking all the fucking stairs. Oh, oh, you're on floor uh, nine. I'm like, ah, yes, I am. uh, Yes, I am. I am losing 20 pounds on this vacation. (laughs) Right. So the next one we're going to talk about, I know I'm butchering the name. I've listened to it said like five times and I still can't say it right. Okagara? Okigara. Okagara. I've heard it pronounced literally like 30 ways. Yeah. 
I thought it was Aoki is Gahara. Uh, Aoki Gahara. Okay. So one of the <laughs> news things I watched was Aoka Gar- Gara. Aoka Gar- Gahara. Well, because they God. say it differently, you know, because like they say it with yeah. their accents. So it's like, for me, like the American accent is Aoki Gahara. I'm Aoki Gara. Gahara. Because there's. Gahara. There's, God, there's so many letters and they're an all weird. A-R-A. <laughs> we'll go with Aoki Gahara, but I still don't even know. I'm so sorry, guys. Okigara? I don't know. It's probably like way <sighs> smoother. <sighs> we'll see what happens. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I just, I, I hear things so many different ways and I can't figure out what I'm doing wrong with my life. <laughs> all right. So most people know what Aoki Gahara is. It is the Sea of Trees. It's a forest in northwest flank of Mount Fiji on also Fuji or Fiji. How do you pronounce it? <laughs> this is Fuji. Fuji and Fiji are different places. Oh, shit. Yes, they are. <laughs> that didn't dawn on me until after I said them out loud and you looked at me and I was like, whoa. And I didn't even need you to finish telling me that and with me realizing it. And then I was like, did I just make up a land? <laughs> yeah. And I did. I'm thirsty, I think. Mount Fiji. <laughs> Fiji. So Mount Fuji on the island of Honshu in Japan. Most people know this is also called the Suicide Forest. It sparked a huge online issue back in 2017 when uh, online influencer Logan Paul filmed a dead body hanging from one of the trees. Did you see the movie, too, with no. that one girl from Hunger Games? Can't remember her name at the moment. Jennifer Lawrence? She's also... Nope. Oh. She's also from Game of Thrones. She's the really nice princess that becomes queen sorry <laughs> uh, was she in hunger games i'm literally rewatching them right now the shaved head girl oh my god that begins with a c casera or whatever Ksara. yeah yeah okay. but she's wow. the main she's the main character in that one it's pretty scary because she like her sister goes there and oh. she goes to try to find her sister hmm. well i want you to know i did so good correcting myself in my head when I was reading that sentence, I didn't say online influencer because I saw the word trees below it. And I almost called him tree influencer Logan Paul <laughs> instead of online influencer because I saw the word trees. Also, <laughs> do you want to know one of the most embarrassing things I've said in a while? I said it out loud to Margie the other day, but it's a true thing and I really didn't know it. And now I'm embarrassed that I found it out. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Is that his name? Jake Paul? Jake Paul? Whatever Logan Paul's brother's name is, I didn't know Logan Paul's brother and Logan Paul were brothers. Even though they look exactly the same, they have the same career nowadays and everything mm-hmm. did not. It never. There's dawned so on me. many people like that, though, that are like. Think, well, Logan started his career with in Vine. More, yeah. But yeah, so there's that. OK, so yeah. anyways, in 2002, there was a record of 78 bodies found in the forest. There was an alarming spike in 2003 with 105 bodies. In 2010, the police recorded more than 200 people having attempted suicide in the forest with 54 at least completed. I'm surprised cases. they don't just like sit there and be like, are you going to kill yourself? <laughs> you know, like at the, at the, <laughs> at the entrances entrance. of. I know, but you never know, I guess. And people could lie. So yeah. the suicides say they increase in March, which is at the end of the fiscal year in Japan for reasonings that I feel like you can deduce, deduce, deduce 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 there 
Deduce sounds like a fake word. It does. When you say it, deduce. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I looked at the word only so many times today that I thought it was not a word anymore. Yeah. Deduce. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because it sounds like caboose, which also <laughs> sounds like a fake word in my world. Kind of. So. As of 2011, the most common um, mean of suicide in the forest was hanging or a drug overdose. In recent years, local officials had stopped publicizing the numbers in attempts to decrease the Okigahara Association with murder. With suicide. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Murder. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. With suicide. Sorry. Okigahara. It would be a smart place to commit a murder, though. Yeah. Because... You do it and people will think it's not. I wonder you how many it. people were are, murdered. Yeah. Quote suicides when they were actually murdered. So the Aokigahara has been falsely portrayed as a place where the navigational compasses go haywire and like people treat it like it's like stranger things, like where just like things don't work and things go out of whack. Right. But the needles of magnetic magnetic compasses will move um, incorrectly when placed directly on lava aligning uh that aligns with rocks natural magnetism and it happens due to the varying asian the variation of the iron content and like strength and the location because uh it's close to the because science the the line Mm -hmm. yeah and stuff so that's why actually but people are like oh my god no it's because it's spooky no because it's haunted yeah so other than i mean it probably is haunted (laughs) i mean yeah it's definitely haunted. but the compass Going haywire. That's not not, why. Yeah. So beyond it being known as the forest of death, there are a lot of actual trails in the forest that are tourist attractions. Some lead to the Narusawa ice caves, the Fujiaku, Fujiaku, wind cave (laughs) and the Lake Sai bat cave. And there are three larger lava caves near Mount Fuji. And the ice cave is frozen year round. So like people always want to go and see it. So like there's a lot of tourist destinations. So they can't just like close down the forest. Well, in the ice cave, that's really weird because Japan is like tropical. Yeah. Imagine being like able to go like see- in Florida and then you go down this trail and you go into this cave and it's ice. Like what? <laughs> well, what are those really beautiful things? Cherry blossoms. Imagine being like, I'm going to go see the cherry blossoms in the morning and then an ice cave at night. It's like. What are you in Michigan? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally. Okay, moving on to the next one. We're going to stay in Japan for a minute, but we gave you a really scary Japan thing. So let's give you a really happy Japanese thing. Um, Cat Island. Yep. I think I've heard of this. Yep. You heard it right. Cat Island. Cat lovers unite. (laughs) In uh, Japan, there's a place. It's called a Japanese cat island. There's actually a lot of these around the world, but this is the like first one and the most prominent one. It's called Aoshima. 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 I heard so many different things and now I can't get it right. Just don't say Hiroshima. No. And Hiroshima. They, they call it Ao for short or Ao. I've heard it pronounced both. It's just the letters A-O. Well, in how would you say those little dumplings that are like soup filled? Soup dumplings. You're doing great. <laughs> That's what they're called. They kind of look like turnips. No. Yes, but... They're spelled no. B-A-O. Oh, bow. Yeah. So. Ow? So this is the Ow Island? Maybe. Hmm. Seems suspicious. <laughs> now you can get there by taking a short ferry ride from Japan's east coast of Tashiro, Tash, Tashiro Hima. Yep. 
Yep, probably. I saw the word Shiro in the minute in the middle and I got it. I thought it said Rosh, Rash, like R. So I got okay. Well, this place has a population of 100 humans, and it's vastly outnumbered because of the fur companions. It is said the feline to human ratio is six to one or ten to one. That's that's a lot. But at sometimes when there's been like more deaths and more cats being reproduced and stuff like that, it's been as high as like 30 to one. Okay. Just like a slight fucking slight amount of of kitty cats roaming around little fur balls like that's so when you see pictures it's literally just like cats everywhere well you just like you think about it the ratio of 30 to one so i'm one human and we would have 30 more cats and we'd have 30 cats well i'm thinking like in this room and i'm just like well and like people live there so like the thing is is like you go outside and there's just cats cats. (laughs) like there was pictures of people like shooing cats away with brooms and like you get off of the ferry ride and there's just like a mound of cats waiting for you and like imagine the meowing imagine there are no mice on that island (laughs) no there no there isn't i would be the the catnip farmer though like what else do you do? Literally. But imagine all those cats on catnip. Oh, my God. The crackhead energy levels. But then you could like. Coerce them to be <laughs> to be calmer. It would be like living in a Disney book. I feel like movie. Disney doesn't really make that many books. You know what Not I mean? Anymore, though. Yeah. A Disney they should story. make a Disney Cat Island movie. Shut up. Shut no. up. Pixar. 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 No, no, no. Disney shouldn't do it. You know who should do it? Pixar. No. Who? Come on. Who? Come on. Uh, no. You. Come on. Tell me who. Who else makes movies? A24? No. That'd be creepy <laughs> as fuck. They, they, they did they already make a dog movie. Humans. I don't know. Studio Ghibli. <gasps> <laughs> sounded like a horse. The noise my body emitted. <laughs> Oh my god. Wouldn't how, that be amazing? How do I contact the studio? Oh, I'm gonna make a petition. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you hear my other movie pitch idea? No. I don't I don't, I don't so. really have much to it. Here's the whole pitch. <laughs> a vampire movie, and the title of it is Drink Responsibly. Oh yes, I did see that. I have no other context. Don't even know what the movie's about. It just needs to have vampires in it. And it's Wouldn't called it Drink have Responsibly. To be a comedy. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what it is. Make it a horror film. Make it a marriage movie. Make it a rom com. Make it a. It have to a be a historical rom-com. point of view. I don't know a historical point of view. Yeah. About like what was that prohibition? Thing? That's it. That's actually what I was gonna say. I was gonna say when was that time when they weren't allowed to drink and it was in the Constitution? Yes, a prohibition vampire themed movie, and um, so it's satire, and it's called Drink Responsibly. <laughs> with satire oh my god this is such a good idea oh my god this is such a good idea (laughs) tonight's episode is not going well (laughs) it's fine cat Cat energy so originally the reason why this became a cat island was they started having cats to be like encouraged on the island because the island produced silk and mice are a natural predator of silkworms so the island started getting a ton of mice right So they're like, well, let's get rid of the mice. Let's get cats. Well, now there's cats. (laughs) Then the local fishermen started regarding them as good luck. So they were like, okay, we'll just, you know, like have as many cats as we want. Like, that's 
that's great. That's cool. Right. So they started like treating it like the cats are the deities of this land. And they put a cat shrine. They made cat shaped cabins for tourists to stay in. And they made it a rule that dogs are not allowed on the island. For obvious reasons. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Now, when I saw pictures of this, the island isn't like beautiful or like, well, I mean, it's like an island, but like it's kind of run down everywhere, especially because, you know, cats everywhere are like scratching at everything and tearing everything apart. To me, it looks like the shanty town from the Tomb Raider 2013 game. Not what I literally thought of in my head. That is literally what it looks like. Like. It's literally what I thought it yeah, was. It looks exactly like that. And, th- <laughs> and buildings are just kind of like not stacked on each other, but kind of like built haphazardly on top of each other like that. Yeah. It literally looks just like it. Um, but that's what happens when you have a run downtown with animals running around all the time. And um, yeah, if you take the shanty town and you get rid of all other animals in the game and you replace them with cats and like you take Laura Croft and she becomes a cat, this <laughs> that's that's Cat Island. Huh. so that one's a cool one that one's one worth visiting yeah that sounds fun so you ready to start some watery places i think it'd be horrible for Corey because he's allergic <gasps> oh what if you God. went and you were allergic so okay wait, i have a question like so people live there and are born there okay do you think and maybe this is me being kind of weird and like not knowing how humans work <laughs> or allergies but do you think that maybe the people that are born and raised there have overcame like an adversary adverse adv- adversary of being allergic to cats because probably their genes have overcame stuff. So as they keep breeding and humans are multiplying on that I- island, they probably don't ever have cat allergies because they're so exposed to them that their genes have built up a tolerance. Even if they were allergic, they could handle it. Well, they were so exposed when they were probably in the womb like starting just yeah so am i crazy to think that that could be a slight evolutionary link right there of a medical thing that is an evolutionary link is that weird to think or could that be almost true no i think that'd be true so Corey, like there's people get born and go be born (laughs) re-get born (laughs) re-get born i mean he posted a snapchat of a fat ass cute as hell cat the other day nuka i want that cat He's like 26 pounds. I want that. That My cat was 28 pounds, so. He's probably 28 pounds now. <laughs> I want Nuko. I saved that video. Nuka. I don't know who's. I don't, okay. I don't know. Like Fallout? Like oh, Nuka Cola? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know whose cat that is, but I, I'll i steal it. I give no fucks. It's mine and Corey's, but Corey's allergic to cats. <laughs> I'll take that cat. <laughs> I'll take it and I'll, I'll run with it. Well, no, I'm literally. I'm that. You would shoot him because what he does when he's hungry is you can't just like not feed him. Like he will meow his brains out. That's what Azazel did. And then if she thought that her food bowl was running low, she would fall asleep in it to protect the food that was in it. She would sleep in the oh, food. No, Nuka like would just put her face in it and everything. not shut up, including at, you know, 2 a.m. I love her. I would die for Nuka. Him. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> all right hey pronouns are important okay no but he looks he looks like he should be a she and zazel looked like she should have been a he i need to show you pictures of him when we first got him because he was not that fat (laughs) well i i i want i want i want nuka so if you die i call dibs on him okay yes (laughs) 
So, do you ready? Are you ready to move on to some watery destinations? Yes, I love water. Cool. Well, I actually did more cooler water ones than scary because I found mm-hmm. two things that I just have to talk about. Oh, I forgot to tell you that I saw a Cthulhu TikTok mm-hmm. and it was enlightening. Let's just say that. <laughs> As they usually are. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> they usually are. What the fuck is that? There you go. Okay, I'm glad on. you had that, that for you. Hey, we covered that, you know, in another short story. We so, did. You know, um, it was the water creature short story. What else was in that episode, Kylie? Name two other things. Kraken. Okay. The Kraken. <laughs> yes. Um, and um what the one from the Bible? The bit the big shark. Megalodons, Leviathans, Merfolk. Um yeah. and I think that might be it. I think so. There might be one other thing I'm missing, but and we named like what different merfolk are in different like um cultures and stuff. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. And we have another water episode. <laughs> it's a little bit different than these I mean, ones. I call it a water episode. <laughs> sea World. <laughs> if you really want to hate us or love us, that's that's where you start. You yeah, lose. that is where you start. Oh. Okay, so the first one we're going to talk about is the Spotted Lake in Canada. Kylie, you're going to need to pull these next few up as I talk about them. They'll get to look at the Instagram, but you have to look at them now because okay. you got to see it. Okay. If you have trifophobia, that thing where the fear of dots and like polka dots and like holes, you're going to get triggered. I promise you. So this is in Canada. It's in the British Columbia. And it's just wild to look at. Like, it looks like it has to be like edited. But here's the thing. It's not. So it's called the Spotted Lake. And it's kind of unsettling to look at at first. Okay, Kylie, did you see it? Mm -hmm. Isn't it weird? It's cool as fuck. It's polka dot. So the Spotted Lake is west of Osios, and it's a sacred place of healing for the Silix people. I've heard it also pronounced Silex. Now, the, they are called the First Nations of the Okagan Okagan tribes. Sorry. Okanagan? Okanagan? I, okay, I only heard one pronunciation, and it was Okanagan. Like, almost like, mm, okay, cane. I'm almost positive. This is super weird, but, you know, my favorite place in the world is Orcas Puget Island. Sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah. Orcas Island is in Puget Sound. Yes. Um, And the next island is in Canada. And I think that one of the guys that we stayed with before was Okanagan. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't find very many people actually pronouncing some of the words in this. So this one was a little bit hard on me. Now, this area is said to have therapeutic waters that have healing properties. So during World War One, the minerals in Spotted Lake were used to manufacture ammunition because they have a lot of natural deposits in the lake. It's hundreds of separate pools contain some of the world's highest concentrations of Epsom salts, calcium and sodium sulfates. But there are also a lot of other minerals present in smaller portions that make the area just such a hot destination for manufacturers, such as magnesium sulfate, calcium, silver, titanium, and so much more. Like, there are more sources in this small area than, like, huge mining places. So is it 
open to the public? Okay, I'm glad you asked. So in 1979, someone bought the land. The Ernest Smith family took over the land and they kept it for about 40 years. And they were attempting to turn the land into a spa and vacation destination. However, the First Nations people decided to fight back by offering to buy back the land because they thought it was a sacred land because they used it for its healing properties. The Indian Nations... uh, Affair, the, the Indian Nation Affair Department and the First Nations came together to buy back the land and they bought it for seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars in 2001. And since then, it's became a protected private land. Oh, there are signs all around the lake saying that the land in the area is a cultural and ecologically sensitive area. And it is a place with traditional medicine lake, a place of a traditional medicine lake for the. Oh, how did you say it again? I'm sorry. Okanagan Okanagan Silex people so nowadays there's like fences up and stuff and you can see it and everything but you're not technically supposed to go to it so you're like not gonna touch it yeah isn't that crazy though but I want to touch it I know I want to know if it feels like normal water yeah but also like I would not in my head think that a place with that much like um not chemicals um what is it called minerals minerals and like deposits and everything Mm -hmm. for some reason i still think that would have a slight negative effect on the human body but actually it says that it does the opposite it's super healthy for people yeah so that's wild to me it's like a i don't remember what it's called the japanese do this it's like a bathhouse but i don't remember the actual term oh to me it reminds me of starts with an o it reminds me of acupuncture. I don't feel like sticking needles in myself would be great, but somehow it fixes your problems. Yeah. It's those weird things. Where you're just like soaking in a, a bath and you feel better. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. That's So we're going to do another one and we're going to do a more spooky kind of one. We're going to go to Jacob's Well in Texas. So we're in the U.S. now. Jacob's Well is a perennial charistic spring in the Texas Hill County. Follow, um, God. Reading is hard tonight, guys. <laughs> well, you um, you said county, but it says country. Oh, my God. I don't know which one's right, because I feel like country is wrong. I'm but... jacked up a monster right now. <laughs> <laughs> so my brain is moving faster than my mouth. Um, So this area has a flowing bed from the Cypress Creek, and it's located northwest of Wimberley, Texas. There are catfish, crayfish, eel, perch, and blind salamanders that live at the bottom of Jacob's Well. By the way, do you call them crayfish or crawdads? I call them crawfish. <laughs> <laughs> so I call I call them crayfish when they're alive and crawdads when you start to eat them. You what? Do you not eat crawdads? Your accent's going out. No, it doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't. It stays down deep. It don't come out. It stays down there. Um, Yes, I eat crawfish. Yes. Do you like crawfish boil? Yes. Uh, A crawdad boil is a good thing to see the soul. It always reminds me of Scooby-Doo and the witches. I know exactly what you're thinking No, Zombie Island. Yes. When they're like eating the crawdad boil in the back of the vehicle and stuff. I always think of Scooby-Doo when I think of crawdads. I didn't even, you unlocked a memory for me there. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. (laughs) So closer to the mouth of the spring of Jacob's Well, you can find turtles, aquatic insects, and crustaceans. I love the word crustaceans because it's spelled so fun. And then it's said even more fun. Crustaceans. It's like hors d'oeuvres. Oh, yeah, it is. (laughs) 
So it's a beautiful area. It has this lovely, cool, like cool to the touch water. It's a really beautiful scenic area. But why is this ominous? Well, when you look at it, it's like this beautiful little little area where you can swim. And then there's like a black hole in the middle. Am I supposed to like this? Sure. Go for it. Okay. Now, from the opening of the creek bed, Jacob's Well has a cave in it that descends straight vertically down 30 feet. This looks terrifying. You yes. know that, you know, that fear of water. This is going to make it dark, so much worse. dark water under you. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it looks like. So speaking of, do you like water movies? Are you good with those? I mean, so it's an underrated water movie. But guys, if you like water movies, my favorite water movie ever did not get enough hype. It is called Sanctum. And the person that's in it, that's one of the main characters, he's a kid in it, but it happens to be the guy from the first uh, Purge movie, obviously not um, Hawk, Ethan Hawk. It's obviously not Ethan Hawk. Mm-hmm. It's the other person. It's the blonde haired guy that's like out front in the camera. That's like, I don't know. I know he uses the word pig in the movie, but that's the only thing I can tell you about him. Um, but anyways, is it's this him. scary. Yes. Movie? I think okay. his name is Rice Wakefield, weirdly enough. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. I'm all just like popped in your head. Now, the movie is about spelunking in underground water caves, and it's that sounds not fun. Scary. It's a spooky movie. And there's this part where I guess this is like a real term when the water is being sloshed in the cave, but then there's like an incoming source of water. So it's turning really fast. They call that a meat grinder because if you fall in it, it just grinds you down and kills you like instantly. And there's like a scene where they're like, okay, we have to cross the meat grinder now. And I was like, you have to what? Isn't, isn't, isn't water one of the only things, elements on this earth that is deadly and healing? Like it's deadly, but then it's also having, it also has healing properties. I see what you're saying. I, I would say, yeah, it might be. You want to know my favorite water movie? <laughs> if you say something stupid, I'm going to be so mad at you right now. Because you got me hyped. God damn it. Well, God damn it. What is it? Water world. <laughs> you told me that before. I don't know what that is. Oh, my God. I don't know what that Kevin is. Kevin Costner. <laughs> Someone because that's that's the movie someone mentioned. You told me water world in a different episode. You mentioned that. And when they were DMing me, they were talking to me about water world. And I was like, what? Because oh, the they fuck thought is that water they world were talking because to they me. Thought I was Kylie. I don't know what water world is. I'll watch Waterworld. You got to watch Sanctum. You got to be spooked. Oh, no, I, can't, I don't watch scary movies. Oh, my God, you got to watch it. It's so insane. I went and saw it in theaters with my mom and it traumatized me. And then I was supposed to go spelunking a few months later and I was like, fuck that. That's definitely not. Happening. That's never. No, but I did do it. Oh, OK. I'm going to look up Sanctum. It's 2011. No, I. Where yeah. did you get that number? Oh, is it? It's 2011. Okay, yeah, sure. It's 2011. Is Rise Wakefield in it? Is that his name? Blonde haired boy? James Cameron. Okay. Um, What about another human in the movie? No, James Cameron is the person. Um, No. Yes. Why are you weird? (laughs) What? The kid's name is Rise Wakefield? Yes. R-H-Y-S, maybe? Is that how you spell it? Yes. (laughs) And is he the guy from The Purge? Uh, yeah i know that without even looking him up yeah good great oh yeah it's literally the first thing that pops up when you go to his page on imdb Hmm. oh ooh, he's kind of (laughs) hot 
Um, okay. It's called Sanctum, the real story. I didn't know that. Is it? No, oh, it's called wait, Sanctum. No, it's called Sanctum. And then there's another movie called Sanctum, the real story that's based off the real story that happened that is similar to the movie Sanctum. Oh, that's terrifying. Oh, so it's a it's a it's based off a true story off a partially true story. Oh, that's terrifying. It's oh, a James God. Cameron movie. Now so I hate it more. Corey and I will have to watch it. Oh but my god, that's terrifying. I will be scared the whole time. And we have to watch the movies at the same time. Like you have to tell me when you're gonna watch Waterworld and I'll watch Sanctum at the same time. Okay, bet. And it's gonna be Is comp- yours a comedy? No, it's not meant to be a comedy. Oh, okay. It's like Star Wars, if Star Wars was in water. <sighs> okay. It's like the apocalypse, but the apocalypse isn't aliens or zombies, it's water. Mm-hmm. I wish people could see how I react to you when you talk to me. <laughs> I feel like I'm a stressed dad every time you talk to me. It's usually how Corey feels. Yeah, I get it. I really do. Okay, so let's talk more about Jacob's Well. So you saw the picture. Now, the yes. opening of the creek bed, like I said, Jacob's Well, it has a cave and it descends vertically for about 30 feet straight down. But then it continues downward even more, and it's at an angle through a series of silted chambers that have narrow restrictions till it hits the bottom. And I'm going to kind of show a map because, like, you'll start to see it, like, caves off in other areas. The average depth is about 120 feet. And since the well was discovered, only about 4,500 feet of it have been explored. The rest hasn't even been explored because um, either it's too narrow or they can't get to it, just like different things. It is thought to be the second largest fully submerged cave in the state of Texas. So it's not even the the biggest. The second largest. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem with diving in Jacob's Well is that the passageways become so narrow that if you're a diver, you have to remove your tank to continue diving. When I have to remove my tank, it is is over. Like, I am (laughs) no longer going further. Also, it's pitch black in most parts of Jacob's Well because of the slant that the sunlight no longer reaches it. Then there's also the sheer depth of the cave that like is a problem. So there was this person named Diego Adam? Adame. Adame. He was a 21 year old from San Antonio and he lost a flipper while free diving in the caves deep in the well in 2015. And he had to cut away at his weighted belt to make it back to the surface before his breath ran out. Because he couldn't swim fast enough without the flipper. Um, the Houston Chronicle reported that dozens of people have died while scuba diving in Jacob's Well. We know of nine that have been reported of deep diving and had like official death reports. It's called one of the most dangerous diving spots in the world. Another example story about it is in 1979, two young kids from Texas were caught in one of the well's caves and ended up just drowning because they couldn't. It was too narrow. They couldn't make it back out. One of the children, uh, teens, their remains was flushed out of the well in 1981. But the other one, their remains were still in the well until 2000 when they were able to finally have a recovery mission to get the body parts back. When you look when you look up this place. 
it looks like everyone's having a grand old time on they're vacation. They're sitting there. They're drinking their beers. Yes. They're having a great time. But could you imagine if you were sitting there drinking, having a grand old time, and then a body just floats up Literally from the just like floats or, out. Or you're like diving down and a body comes right. Or like you just see bones to your left. Absolutely you're like, oh, not. I'll go to the right. And then you're like, well, let me just look to the left. Just take my flashlight. You pan over and there's just fucking bones there drifting or, along the water. Or a body. Yeah. Fucking wild. So, yeah, that's Jacob's Well, which Jacob's Well gives me the same vibes as two other places in the world, which I was debating doing. But since I did Jacob's Well, I picked that one instead. It reminds me of the Devil's Hole, that water place. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which the Devil's Hole reminds me of Devil's Kettle, which is a real place. Mm-hmm. And that's the movie Jennifer's Body, where the, the stream splits in two directions and people can't figure out where the other direction of the water goes and things go missing in it. I haven't seen that one. Oh, well, Corey has essentially the movie or the actual place like the, the movie. Well, essentially, it does have some true things in it. Um, So at Devil's Kettle, essentially. The water, as it goes in this like hole, it splits. Some of it flows east and some of it flows west. And I think, don't quote me 100%, but essentially like the stuff that floats to the east ends up in a lake nearby and people can always find it. But anything that ever goes to the west, they never see it again. They can't figure out where it goes to. They've searched all over. Nothing. Every so often, one or two things appear, but it appears in such weird places. People don't know how it even appeared and stuff like that. They've tried to do scientific studies, different things, and they just can't figure out a logical answer for it's it. Probably a cavern. A cavern just filled with shit. Yeah. <laughs> from over the years. <laughs> and people, but, you know. Yeah. And people. But yeah, essentially, that's what the movie Jennifer's Body, they throw the Bowie knife and stuff, but it ends up washing on the side of the road and Amanda Sigfrey picks it up and she's like, okay so speaking of jennifer's body do you want to hear something that's not funny okay so (laughs) the sigh at the beginning though (laughs) you're gonna feel nervous for me i feel like and you're gonna be like oh guess what you're moving back in so um the other night our house got broken into excuse me and um someone was breaking into my front door and they broke our deadbolt and they broke our screen door and they busted our door And there was knife marks all over the door, the police officer said, after I had to call the police because I heard the people talking outside. The police caught their car, though, and stuff. Uh, So we bought our house from potential drug dealers, and they're wondering if maybe they left something in the house they're now coming back for. And so the police think that's part of it. And, like, they thought that maybe part of it is I normally stay up every night and I work on the house so the lights are all on. But I was really tired that night, so I turned all the lights off for the first time. So that was the first time that it looked like no one was in the house. So the police think that's why they came to the house. Now, going forward with the story, I am getting my door and my locks replaced. Don't worry, everything's fine. But going forward with this, uh, I am a convicted felon uh, for reasons that you don't need to know. And <laughs> so with that being the case, I can't have guns or anything, right? So uh, what did Athena do when Athena was scared? I grabbed a box cutter and that was my weapon. Now, Kylie's like, okay, what what does that matter? In Jennifer's body, the weapon she uses is a box cutter to try to kill Jennifer. Uh, and Jennifer's like, cool, do you get all your, like, murder weapons from Home Depot? <laughs> and she, like, makes fun of her for the box cutter. And nonetheless, I have a pink box cutter. So I had, like, oh, a... Oh, perfect. I was going to protect... And then I realized, I have, like, a sledgehammer. I have, like, a saw. I have everything in my house. Like, don't come in my house, motherfucker. I have a dog. Don't come in my house. We don't need to talk about how stupid my dog is, but I have a dog. Right. 
He's not a very good guard dog. He was so excited when someone was breaking in. He brought his toy to show them. And he was like, yay, there's a person at the door. And I was like, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. Um, <laughs> I mean, technically, he wasn't there when the, the person was breaking in later. The door because they broke our door. So now our door doesn't stay latched mm-hmm. like our screen door, I should say, because the screen door was like locked. and stuff. So it kind of like bounces and hits the wall when it's um, windy and it was really windy that night. And every time it did that, it sounded like someone was like walking in the front door and like closing it behind them. And every single time a dog ran over the front door and he's like, look, I have a toy. Who's going to play with me? And I'm like. Jesus Christ, it might be someone coming to murder us. Can you stop fraternizing with them, you dumbass? <laughs> like, cowboy, come back to bed. <laughs> stop it. So there's my story of the week. I'm so sorry we're all over the place tonight. All right, moving on. This one. This is the one, if I could visit anywhere on this list, this is the one. This is one of my dream destinations that I would love to see before I die. You can't look it up yet. Okay. Just I think wait, I have seen it, though. Wait until I read the first sentence about it. OK, so this is called Lake Hillier, also called Lake Hylier. For those that you know me, my favorite color in the world is pink. And this is a hot pink lake. Now oh, you can look okay. it up. <laughs> so, yeah, um, the moment I found out about this like two years ago, it's been on my bucket list to go see this. It's in Western Australia. It's Lake Hillier, Lake Hylier, however you pronounce it. It's a pink lake. And if you think I'm kidding, like I'm going to post it. And you can look at the Instagram. Kylie will post on the Facebook group because we'll post photos from like each of the places because all these places are wild. But so they really are. Lake Hylier is a saline lake on the edge of the Middle Island and the largest of the islands and inlets that make up the research archipelago of the Goldfields Esperance region in the coast of the south coast of Western Australia. Say that all five times fast. Why don't you? Jesus it's like archaeologists, but archae... Lego. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but but it's there. That's what it is, I guess. Um, the lake is surrounded by a rim of sand and a dense woodland of paper bark and eucalyptus trees. Sounds beautiful. Sounds like it smells beautiful. I am ready to go there. Right. And everything's like so green and lush. And then a hot pink lake. Hell yeah. I look like I'm in a fucking watermelon. I'm so excited. I'm like, this is the happiest sounding place on the planet. <laughs> Disney who? This is the most magical place on earth. <laughs> Fuck that. Yay. So yeah, uh, the vibrant color is permanent and it does not alter even when the water is in a container. So like if I take a glass, it's going to be hot pink in the glass. Like this is so fucking cool, bro. <laughs> so the pink color is believed to be due to the presence of an organism called Dunalia salina. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's makes everything color pink. Apparently I want it in me <laughs> now. <laughs> the only living organisms in Lake Hylier are microorganisms, including the Denalia Selena, also red algae because of the salt content in the lake. It also helps create that red dye, which helps produce the color. There's also red heliophilic, uh, bacteria, bacteria, rubrium, Ruberin. Ruberin. Okay. And it is present in the salt crusts that are around the embankment. Now, due to the unusual hue, the lake exhibits no known adverse side effects upon humans, and it's actually safe to swim in. Catch me in it. (laughs) Um, From above, the lake appears a solid bubblegum pink, but when you get close to it, the shoreline actually supposedly looks like a clear pink hue. Is it open to the public? I don't think so. I don't think. Knowing my luck. No, I really don't. I don't think it is. Because all of these pictures. Oh, no. 
I see a picture of someone in it. Swimming. Oh, yeah, there's... That's so funny that you said it's like a watermelon, because if you look up swimming in Lake Hylier, Hillier... Yes. Um, there's a girl standing in it with a watermelon inner tube. Ugh! <laughs> Yeah, so that's my dreamland is a pink lake in Australia. Imagine how cool that is. It's wild. It's like the um I'm second guessing myself as I say it, but like the the red is it red? No, the um like glowing lake or whatever. Oh, which Okay, so it's funny you brought that up because I was looking at all these different colored places and I didn't know which one I should put in here because yeah. then I also like looked at the red sand beach. I looked at the black sand saying, beach. I looked sand at like, there's a place where there is like some pinkish sand beach. I looked at all these different things. There's like a green lake. There's all these different things, right? And I was looking at them and I was like, no, dude, the, the hot pink fucking bubblegum lake is the one. Like, that's the fucking one for you. <laughs> Obviously. So let's do another spooktacular one. Um, Why don't we... Um, go to the Bermuda Triangle. Well, let's not. Well, actually, let's actually, do it. Actually, because <laughs> I really want to fucking I've know. I've always wanted to go to the Bermuda Triangle since I was a child. And you want to know why? Why? There was a Scooby-Doo episode. I think it was either season two or season three. And it's called A Creepy Tangle in the Bermuda Triangle. Do you actually remember that episode and what it's about? I think it's so, It's not yeah. even about the Bermuda Triangle that much. It's about... The Bermuda Triangle being a ship graveyard, but Scooby and Shaggy and them are like trying to go to it. And then there's this hurricane and the gang ends up on a deserted island. And then there's UFOs and an alien skeleton man. And the Bermuda Triangle is just nearby. And like, tell me that's not my dream life. Yeah. That's Sounds the right. coolest shit ever. And there's there's like, if I remember correctly, you should look up this episode. I feel like they're in a submarine at one part in the episode and there's like a giant squid on the yes. outside of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're opening up the memory for me. God. Yeah. I love Scooby-Doo, bro. I have this sick ass Scooby-Doo glow in the dark t-shirt that um, Margie and I have matching. It says Scooby-Doo on the front and then on the back. It has like spooky eyes that are glowing all over and it glows. Bro, I fucking love Scooby-Doo. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I love Scooby-Doo and I love Matthew Lillard. So like, ugh, Scoops. I'm sorry. It's just such a hype. And then they, uh, they, they have so many good things. And then like Scooby-Doo and Supernatural did that like crossover. And then like, oh my gosh, the Globetrotters and then Johnny Bravo. Like, oh, oh they're so, so good. There's so many things. There's I love so Scooby -Doo. many things. What's your favorite Scooby-Doo episode, y'all? Okay. So um, let's actually talk about it. The Bermuda Triangle, also known as the Devil's Triangle. It's considered an urban legend these days, which is wild. Um, but it's a region in the western part of the North Atlantic Ocean where a number of aircrafts and ships have said to disappear under mysterious circumstances. It's said there have been 50 ships and over 20 planes that have all vanished or crashed with no logical explanations. Reports of unexplained occurrences in the region date back to the mid-19th century. Some ships were discovered completely abandoned for no apparent reason also. Others would transmit no distress single signals and were never heard or seen from again. Aircrafts have reportedly just vanished, and rescue missions are said to have vanished when flying into the area also. You know what I think it is? Amelia Earhart. 
<laughs> you think that yeah. I think the Bermuda Triangle is Amelia Earhart? I just thought that had something to do with it. Why don't you just tell me your plan? No, I think it's like the it's equator line. No, it's just like a thin line. So people go into different dimensions. So I have proposed proposed that to someone before. Mm-hmm. I have proposed how Skinwalker Ranch is like uh, the 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 land area, you know, yeah. and I think there has to be one in Australia because that just makes sense. Um, like look at their animals that makes sense kangaroo's not real um, like, an animal should not be able to kick me with that much force and be able to box those are clearly from outer space um so i'm thinking that that's the waterway entry yes like pacific rim should have been based in the bermuda triangle because that's what it is it is a portal yeah yeah the what is it that they said about Skinwalker Ranch? I think it was in part two because we did a three-part series in it in January of 2021. Two? <laughs> I don't know. It was January, so it's really difficult yeah, for me to figure weird. that out. <laughs> um, but they said the veil of reality is thin on Skinwalker Ranch was the quote. Yeah. It stuck out to me since I've it's heard it veil. years ago. And this is another area, I think, yeah. where the veil of reality yep. is thin, which is a scary sentence, but that's the only thing that makes sense. Really? Which is funny. That's the only thing that makes sense. Which they try to tell you other things make sense, which I'm going to talk about, but it, it doesn't to me. It doesn't. So they they have theories of, yeah, supernatural causes could be like what these disappearances are. And that over the years has been the thing that's circulated the most. But most geophysical and environmental factors are more likely responsible, scientists say. So they say one hypothesis is that Pilots fail to account for the agonic line as they approach the Bermuda Triangle, which results in significant navigational errors and catastrophe, a.k.a. the uh, the magnetic line across the middle of the universe. Yeah, so everything goes haywire and yeah. then they can't figure it out. And they're saying that's the issue is that people just forget to plan for that. But if that's the case, wouldn't that whole line around the world be the Bermuda Triangle? We'd have but a also Bermuda you just line. Turn that off. That's that doesn't explain anything. Like, actually, I'm friends with pilots. And they train all the fucking time. There's no. It would be a, the line that that line exists in other parts of the ocean, not just over the Bermuda Triangle. Like that doesn't make sense. That doesn't explain no. anything. OK, no. so another popular theory is that all these missing vessels were f- the reason that they happened is because of rogue waves, which actually, if you go in the archives and listen to Lake Lanier, it's a two part series that we do. We actually decipher what rogue waves are, how they occur and what they are, because like Michigan, um, which isn't super far from us, has some of the worst rogue waves in the world. And um, we explain them because you need to know what they are to understand why they occur and what happens. So people say these rogue waves are what's occurring. However, Yes, that's that's right. Rogue waves do occur and they are massive waves that could reach up to 100 feet in the air. And they are theoretically powerful enough to destroy evidence of a ship or airplane. But is every one of these airplanes flying beneath 100 feet in the middle of the ocean? Yeah, that's really low. Hmm. Seems sus. You're a liar, science. Science. (laughs) So, yeah, I really want to go to the Bermuda Triangle, though. That's like another goal in life i just think you go into a different dimension okay maybe i don't want to go but okay (laughs) no i I do want to go that seems like a great time you know what else brings you to a different dimension supposedly Mm -hmm. you know the elevator game i don't know that doesn't 
No. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah, no, it doesn't. Okay, so for anybody that doesn't know, so the elevator game, I don't remember all of the rules. There's like a million rules, but you basically have to go into a hotel that has more than 14 levels or something like that because you have to go to the 13th. I'm quoting that 13th level because no hotels have the 13th level, technically. Which is not true. Because you literally are on the 13th level and you're on the 14th level. Yes. No, I literally went to a hotel and we were on the 13th floor and it was labeled floor 13. Literally. That's insane. Yeah, this was less than two years ago. Well, anyway, so you like you go into the elevator, you ride to the eighth floor, you go down, you go back up, you turn around, you go out of the elevator, go back into the elevator. If you see a, a female person, then you've done it wrong. You have to start over. It's like, it's so insane. I, I've listened to other podcasts uh, talk about this and it's just like, you, you it's know, really weird. You know what I want to talk about sometime? I want to do an episode talking about like all of those traditional forms of spooky games and like Ooh, yeah. urban legends and how they started, where they came from. That's where they go. the next short like, stories for like sure. Bloody Mary, that yeah. one. Um, light as a feather, stiff as a board, like the Ouija boards, like all that stuff. Because yeah, they all have roots of something. Yeah, I said roots. Very good. You did. I thought about it before I said it for you. Roots. Roots. The roots. Instead of what? Roots. <laughs> <laughs> roots. <laughs> roots is the word, but I'm trying roots. Roots. <laughs> well, I was saying in my head. What do you wear on your feet? You wear boots. Put an R. It's brutes. Okay. Roots. 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 I got it. Roots. <laughs> the rough of your house and your roots. <laughs> the rough? I'm trying. The dog? Did I not say it right? I thought I did. The rough of your house? Isn't that right? The roof of your house? The roof of your house. A roof? <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that the roof? The shape of your mouth when you say it. The roof? <laughs> no, that's a made up word. <laughs> well, it's not because like dogs say roof. <laughs> no, dogs say roof. Roof, roof. Rough, rough. They say both. Arf, arf. Arf, arf. <laughs> that's mine. Or bark. Bark, bark. So, yeah. <laughs> Which one? Okay, if you can only go to one place on the whole list, where are you going? Oh. You and Corey's honeymoon. Where are you going? Well, <laughs> n- no, because Corey wouldn't like it, but I'm going to Japan. Cat Island? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's a tie for Margie and I. For our honeymoon, we might go to the Bermuda Triangle or we might go to Lake <laughs> Hillier. Hylier. Who knows? Pink Lakes or death? It's always a good time with <laughs> you us. You just never know. <laughs> you never know when it comes to me. I don't know. I think... Seeing all of the others would be really cool, though. Yeah. And okay, this sounds kind of fucked up, but I really do want to visit the Aoki Hagara. Yes, I do. But I want to visit it because I want to go on those trails to see the other things like the ice cave and all that stuff. The I also think I would be way too scared. Yeah. The actual forest doesn't really like appeal to me. But when you look at where the forest leads. Yeah. I get all hypey. The attractions. Yeah. Don't watch that movie then. Okay, I will. <laughs> that and deep waters, dark waters, depth waters, waters in the depth, water, deep impact, no water world. <laughs> deep impact's a very different movie. <laughs> huh. 
Okay. Waterworld. Waterworld. Kevin Costner. It. Why does that name sound so familiar? Who is that man? It's not Kevin Bacon. That's no. a different man. Let me think of who you know him from. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner? Or what, what you know him from. There's so, so many. He's in Yellowstone. I don't know what that is. That's new. Hidden Figures. What is that? Uh, Kevin Costner. The Guardian. Do I know what that is? Ashton Kutcher movie. Ashton Kutcher has a new movie that came out. On- Man of Steel. Batman versus Superman. You jackass. I just said Man of Steel. <sighs> oh, he's the narrator in Billy the Kid movie? Hmm. He's really in not a lot of movies that, that like, people really, yeah. Oh, he's in Rumor Has It. I like that movie. It's got a... I do like that movie, too. In it. Huh. Okay. He's in Waterworld. All right. I got to be honest with you. You're going to really hate what I'm about to say because it's I got to explain the whole thing. So don't judge me until I explain the whole thing from start to finish. So do you know what the term water sports is? Like, yes, golden showers, people peeing on you for pleasure, things like that. Oh, okay, Yes. So Margie and I have been talking a lot about that, not sexually for us, because we watched a TV show and one of the characters is really into getting peed on in golden showers. And I made a joke about water sports because this has like a three part story. Just stay with me from start to finish. One time I was working at Starbucks and I took my headset off and I would take it off and on periodically and I would just try and jump back in the conversations. My coworkers somehow got on the subject of water sports and I put back on my headset and they're talking about the word water sports. And I was like, oh, I love water sports. I was in swimming growing up and I started talking about water sports and then everyone got really quiet and they're like, do you know uh, water sports is when people pee on you before, after and during sex. Right. And I was like, I don't love water sports. (laughs) I am in fear of conversations at Starbucks now. Okay. So that's part one of the story. So ever since then, I always think of the word water sports, meaning, you know, like golden showers and peeing. Right. Okay. So then this TV show happened and I told Marty, I was like, do you know that's called water sports? Like when you're super into it. And like, we talked about that. And then today, the reason it got brought up again, was because she made a joke. So we're potty training our new puppy and he gets nightmares. And when he has nightmares, he pees on himself in his sleep. And today she made a joke about something about him, like peeing or something. And I was like, Oh, are you trying to tell me you're not into water sports? I'm going to tell on you. I'm going to tell him that you're offending his kinks. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to kink shame. And I was like, don't kink shame our son. And like, I was making jokes about, you know, like peeing on people and stuff. And then you keep saying Waterworld, and I just think it's a movie about Kevin Costner peeing on people because I keep thinking you keep saying water sports, and I've been talking about water sports so much lately. So Waterworld is a 1995 film. Yeah, so that's why I was like, is it a comedy? Because I thought it was going to be somehow about peeing on people. No. But you're like, no, it's supposed to be like an intense movie. And I was like, ah, so probably no water sports. I wouldn't call it intense either. So that's more about me, people. I do kink shame and I only kink shame about water sports. And I'm so sorry if that's your kink. We can still be friends, but like, don't tell me about it, please. <laughs> like, ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> so, yeah. So or just hang out with Fina's dog. Yeah, you guys can. Y'all can do your own thing. <laughs> I'm not part of it. I'm trying to get the pee to stop. 
It's not working. It's not like working. The for more me. I tell him, like, "Hey, we're gonna go outside," he's like, "I'm gonna stare into your eyes while I piss on the floor." And I'm like, "You go don't wait. have to, though." He'll you literally can go, go outside, outside and go pee, and I come back inside and I'm like, "Good boy!" And I'm literally walking over to like give him something as a treat. And as I'm doing that, I'll get the treat out, look into his eyes, and then he starts peeing again. And I'm like, "Bad boy!" You need the treat when you go outside. <sighs> Clearly. Yeah. So, but I'm trying to also teach him the word inside since we have like fenced in yard. He goes out without a leash. So it's kind of difficult because I'm trying to teach him outside, inside, and peeing outside, all three. And that is too much for a dumb Dalmatian to learn. And no, my Dalmatian they'll is dumb. They'll, they'll know inside sooner or later. I wouldn't try to teach it. He is. I would just. <sighs> He really solidify wants, the training. The the he really wants to invest in learning what that giant monster dog behind our house is up to. Oh no! At all times, mm-hmm. and so keep in mind. I also I'm just going to tell you one more story real quick. So keep in mind. I just told you the story about like my house getting broken into and the fear that is now inside me at all times. Uh, my back porch light doesn't work, so like I have to use my flashlight when I go out back because it's not replaced yet because my electrician friend has been busy. So now like he's coming upon having time, so he's like gonna help us fix things. But so the you know the past like week I haven't had a light out back and I've been fine, you know it's whatever. But um so I just used my flashlight on my phone and my neighbors and I decided we were both gonna take our dogs out at the exact same time, and my house sits up slightly. So like he could see my flashlight over the fence, like the six foot privacy fence I have just slightly. So I go outside and then all of a sudden I hear a man's voice say, that's a pretty damn bright flashlight you got there. He must have heard the noise I made because I was like, because <gasps> <laughs> it sounded so close, even though it was far away. Yeah, because he must have said it loud enough. And yeah. like I just had that experience the night before. So I thought that there was someone in my backyard but he happened to be really close to his fence. So he was like kind of close to my backyard, but not quite. And then he must have realized he instilled the fear of fucking like a thousand slender man. Yes. <laughs> and so he then just goes, hi, neighbor. How are you? I'm your neighbor. <laughs> and he sounded almost more scared than I did. And I was just like, hi, sir. <laughs> and he's like, me and my dog are going inside now. <laughs> I was like, okay, have a good night. <laughs> so I think my neighbor thinks I'm a dick, but you know, he scared me. So not my fault. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that. Yeah. Fixing up my house has been going great. Thanks for everyone asking. Series of unfortunate events over Fucking there. Christ. <laughs> so that's tonight's episode. Woohoo. Which one do you want to go to? Like, Hellier, I want to go to the pink place. Which one do they want to go to? <gasps> but I'm, I'm asking you, them. listener. Yes. So we got a review the other day. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah. Real quick. <clears throat> it said, Athena, meeting you would be interesting. And I said, all right. Like, I don't, I don't know if you're bullying me or like if this is a compliment. Explain further. And they said, like... Do you guys just not write closing notes or like, do you guys not know how to end episodes or like, do you know what an Irish goodbye is? Because I feel like that's the only way you know how to go about doing your life, because like either you don't shut up or you don't know how to end the episode or like you're just like, okay, bye. And I was like, yeah, okay, Yeah, that's fair. That's me in real life, too. So have fun with that. Yeah, I think. (laughs) Is it the Irish goodbye? Well, Irish goodbye is when you don't say anything, you just leave. Oh, but then. 
what is it called when you don't stop talking? Isn't that the Southern goodbye? I do both. I'm terrible at goodbyes. Either I won't shut up or I just leave and I don't tell you. I do that with phone calls too. We'll be in the, like, (laughs) people get real pressed on that. I'll be like literally asking a question. I'll be like, so Kylie, what are you doing tonight? Kylie will tell me and I'll be like, okay, so we'll see each other at seven o'clock. And Kylie will be like, yeah, cool. I will just hang up the phone right then. That was the end of the conversation. I got the answer I needed. I'm going to hang up the phone. Uh-uh. No, yeah, people don't like that one. They'll literally just fucking text me. They'll literally Even? call me back and they'll just be like, you didn't say bye. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't need to. We were done with the conversation. Why do I need to waste time saying goodbye? I'll, it's like, that's the end of the conversation. Yeah. So anyways, that was the end of tonight's episode. That's that. <laughs> I'm done. So this person, would they rather us just say that's that? I think and then I, go in. I don't know. I don't think they liked that I do that either. So I don't really I don't have a solution. I'm just going to keep fucking up the endings every time. But yes, I do write closing notes. Actually, guys, I just fucking suck. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for pointing it out. Thanks. I'm self-conscious now. So, <clears throat> well. Thanks, guys, for listening, and thanks to all those that help make this podcast what it is. You're part of the CSP family. You know who else is part of the CSP family? Corey with core.media.photography, who helps edit our episodes and do all that crazy fun shit every single week. He's a gem. (laughs) Yeah. He's sassy, but he's a gem. He is sassy. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, which Instagram, which is at Cryptic Soup Pod. Our DMs are always open for suggestions. Sure, slide on in. You can also join the Facebook group Cryptic Soup Pod Official. In this group, we post further updates on our lives or the cases. So join us and hang out on the socials to stay up to date and be a part of the CSP fam. All of our links can be easily found at crypticsouppod.com as well. And thank you to anyone that leaves Apple Podcasts, reviews, ratings, Spotify ratings, talks to us, tell us things, interacts with us. Tells us they hate us. Whatever you do, you know, we like it. It's cool. It's fine. It's we great. like it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. No, um, it is really nice to hear all your guys' feedback and stuff. After I posted about the vegan bakery class and stuff, a few people were like, oh, my God, like, I guess. Yeah, I've heard Thena talk about being a vegetarian, vegan, things like that. And they're like, didn't dawn on me. And I posted on there that I had I hadn't eaten meat in 19 years. And everyone was like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. I also did not know it's been that long. And they're like, shit, tell me more. What made you start and everything? And then I had to tell them the story of Jonathan Taylor Thomas and my uh-huh. crush on Simba. Um, so anyways, guys, just remember to subscribe, follow, tune in, keep up with us. Remember to join in on the conversation because it's always a great, great, great time. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. We'll see <laughs> you for the next conversation next Tuesday for the next episode. Stay tuned. brain on and it's the aliens coming together like a horse and carriage okay okay i don't know what you're talking about Corey. married children yeah no sounds like a bad time (laughs) it does sound like a bad time (laughs) that was the whole point of the show oh (laughs) well that's what that 70s show was all about too having a bad time or being married with children both okay I thought it was about getting high in the 70s. Well, yes, but the parents were always like miserable. miserable. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Donna's dad seemed really happy all the time. Even That's probably because he was on drugs. <laughs> okay. Corey, are we ready? Do we sound good? How do we sound? What do we sound like? Do we sound good? Are we good? Do we sound good? How do we feel? Do we sound
So I'm, that's why I'm steady, like checking my phone tonight. That's all. Sorry. I'm just checking my phone because the chamois. <laughs> we have very different reasons for checking our phone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um.